0: Hi, I'm Sean Healy, and you're listening to Tools. Hi everyone, Sean Healy, NLP trainer and change agent here. And welcome to episode 106 of Sean Healy Tools, a podcast designed to explore human dynamics so that we can better understand ourselves and others. And this leads to better quality relationships, both in our home life and in the workplace. So, welcome to today's episode. Episode 106 is entitled Sibling Rivalry and Abuse. I thought I'd do an episode on this because um, in my exploration of um, abuse dynamics and over the years working with many, many people, um, I'm amazed at how often, uh, one, in terms of literature, I don't come across too much, and maybe that's just where my focus is, um, around sibling abuse, uh, things that explore the the. The, the implications of, of uh, mistreatment by siblings. Um, but I certainly do have many, many conversations with people around some of their worst experiences in their childhood um, came at the hands of siblings or cousins. Um, so, you know, this is why I think it's an important episode. And we, we will, depending on the patterning of our life, often our sibling relationships are the ones that last the longest. Um, you know, they're with us pretty much from the start of our lives. Um, when our parents pass away, it's, you know, our stib- most of our siblings, um, if we've had a reasonably stable family system, will still be around in one shape or another. Um, so they're the relationships that tend to last the longest, um, but they can also be a great source of support and inspiration or a great source of pain or a bit of both. So I thought I'd look at... Um, the, a little bit around the sibling dynamic because, again, the kind of relationship we have with our siblings um, and can be very much influenced by or our cousins can be very much influenced by our family system. If we had parents that were negligent or abusive or just simply unattentive or unaware, um, this often meant that um, in times when parents should have supervised uh, the children in the family more closely. They they didn't, or there were certain dynamics that parents didn't recognise were harmful that they should have pulled up um, and controlled. You know, sometimes there's there's this idea that the kids need to work it out for themselves. Well, that's that's a very different, difficult request. If if you're, you know, younger and not as strong or not as um, developmentally mature or intellectually as developed as as a sibling um, and your sibling is certainly not going to be you know I remember I was I was, I'm the oldest child in both my um, on my father's side of the family system and on my mother's side you know I'm I'm the eldest um, of all the cousins and obviously the oldest um, in my my sibling order um, both in terms of my um, the family I was adopted into, and the my biological family of origin too. Um, so I got put from time to time in charge of children, um, uh, or 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 my cousins and my my sibling yo- who were younger than me, and things came up that I wasn't able to, I didn't have the skill sets to deal with effectively, um, or I was resentful for being put in charge with, you know, I had a lot of fun with my, um, with my family. And and there was a lot of things with, um, you know, siblings and cousins and all those kinds of things. And there were some really great times, um, some of the most, um, uh, you know, precious of my life. But I can certainly look back at times where younger ones suffered at, at at my hands um, due to me, you know, wanting something or lashing out at them because I was resentful for being put in charge of them, or I was very stressed and anxious about being responsible for them. So again, lashing out, yelling, trying to demand younger children than myself to do things that I wanted to do. um, Or I would just simply avoid the whole thing altogether because it was too stressful um, and depending on you know the kind of relationship we have with our siblings and how much that was influenced as a result of trying to navigate our relationship with our parents um, we we can end up you know if our parents were on the dysfunctional side this can result in us having very dysfunctional sibling relationships or um, very bonded sibling relationships as a result you know um the kids were left to kind of raise themselves, so to speak. So there can be a number of kind of dynamics that play out of this, that that feed directly off, um, you know, the broader experiences in the family system. Um, but what it can mean is, of course, like I said, you know, older children are placed in charge of younger children without without enough skill, wherewithal, or development, and um, and and so. We will both suffer as a result of that. You know, the older sibling learns that they just have to be assertive and boss everyone around, and they get very, very used to everyone doing things exactly their way so they grow up to not necessarily be able to accommodate any sense of challenge to their to their ideas or their way of doing things or they become chronically over responsible um and for little siblings you know we grow up well if we were teased taunted and belittled by older siblings and older relatives then um we might grow up to be very have low self-esteem um poor self-belief or feeling very helpless and um not feeling like we have much control or influence in the world. And there are a plethora of, you know, there are mountains of ways in which you know, through the sibling dynamic, we can, we can come out with all kinds of behavioral responses that will affect our adult relationships, not only with our siblings, but also into our broader relationships that we have in our adult life. So I think it's well worth looking at this and exploring. You know, the other thing is if we've got, you know, if we grew up in a toxic parenting dynamic, well, if the, you know, if the children are, are constantly pitted against each other, um, constantly competing each other, against each other for the scraps of attention and affection, then you know again this makes the children easier to control because united we're stronger and divided, um, uh, you know we're 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 more easily bendable. Um, if our you know we got assigned very distinct roles, oh, such and such is the funny one, such and and you know my sibling they're the smart one, and then we can start to try to, you know, if those roles and labels and nicknames became very fixed, then we can end up associating with a role as a way to fit into the family system and, and moving further and further away from our own sense uh, of um, individuality or, you know, losing the, the the nuance of expression. You know, the way I get attention in my family system is I'm the funny one. Um, so what that means is I don't get a chance to explore Interacting with the family on on a serious side, or putting forward intellectual ideas, or being able to sit in my distress about something because all the family wants from me, or all I feel the family wants from me, is to be the one who does the song, the singing, the dancing, and the entertaining. Um, but I'm never really taken seriously. But I but I am a a great source of amusement and a good attention buffer. Um, and so, if that worked for me, I might find. That that's the thing that I take out into my adult experiences, and I become the clown at work, or I become the clown in my relationship. Um, And then that again, because we, you know, we're denying, um, exploring other avenues of self-expression. This means, you know, we've got limited choice, um, both in terms of how we approach intimacy and how we approach anxiety, and and you know, we can suffer deeply as a result of. you know, not being able to express as broadly and as freely as we would as we would like, um, and apart from a role assignment, or like I said, competing with our siblings for the crumbs of attention from our parents. Maybe our parents were chronically overworked. Maybe they had addiction issues. Maybe they had their own intimacy issues. All of that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, I come to see my siblings not not as a a, a point of resource and support and companionship, but rather um, as an irritant, as a, as an affection and validation blocker and somebody I just have to compete with. And so it's can set up a lifelong dynamic where, you know, I even struggle to feel any genuine sense of regard towards my siblings, because if they succeed, well, it triggers in me shame, embarrassment and envy, um, uh, rather than a genuine sense of, I'm so happy for you. Um, and, you know, we might become very strained or we might find that the only way we relate is to always take the opposite side of an argument um, and and everything in between, you know. So, again, when we come back and we study our entire family system, what this allows us to do is to, to see how the relationship formed inside a broader context. This this will free us up to how we're going to choose an approach if we want to kind of heal and recover from the, you know, as adults mending our sibling dynamic um, because we can start to see how both of us um, were impacted by the the larger family system, so to speak. Um, Again, the the other thing that we can be drawn into is if our parents treated one of our siblings a certain way And, you know, we're desperate for validation, love, Um, then we, we, you know, maybe one of our siblings was the one that bore the the brunt of frustration. They seem to be the problem child all the time Um, and and, um, wore the majority of the disapproval from our parents then we can start to relate to that sibling in exactly the same way, especially if that's validated, that we we get the sense that that's validated and supported by our parents. Um, And this can be extremely harmful um, and painful going forward and really cripple our chance of authentic relationships um, with our siblings rather than just as a coping mechanism with what we grew up in. Um, You know, we, we miss out on a chance for true intimacy with somebody who's Who's travelling for the most part? You, you know, uh, one of the one of the relationships we'll have longest in our life, um, and what what could be a great source of strength and resource. Um, again, depending on age differences, where our parents were at when we came onto the scene. You know, if we were the oldest, then you know our parents might have been, you know, chronically anxious and over focused on us because. Um, it was the first child but by the time to- you know if we're the one born sixth in line by then our parents are exhausted overworked having children is a bit kind of ho-hum and set and forget um you know then our exp- or we were left to be raised by our siblings then even though we grew up in the same family system it's very possible that we're going to have very very different descriptions of what it was like um and part of being able to kind of sit with our siblings and talk in a non-charged just a just an a, a, a a place of genuine inquiry and curiosity about their interpretation of what it was like to grow up in our family system. You know, and this is one way where we start to reconnect with each other. We start to see each other as individuals. Is we 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 bring we we talk, and we listen uh, about you know. Well, what was it like for you growing up? You know, how, you know, how did you see things? Um, and 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 we can learn some fascinating things that that again help us to understand what happened and and what is happening um, because the more clarity we can get on a situation, the more effective we're likely to be at um, at 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 healing and having more harmonious and intimate relationships going forward. Um, There's a lot more that can be said about kind of sibling dynamics, but I hope that gives you um, a few things to explore. Like I said, you know, our our parents can sometimes teach us how to treat our siblings, and that, you know, may have been both in terms of how to treat them favorably, but unfortunately also how to treat them unfavorably. Um, Like I said, if if we saw our siblings as um, competition and, and to be competed against, then, if that's the only way, the only lens through which we see our siblings, even as we grow as adults, then we're missing out on a lot. And how do we start to, to expand our way of perceiving and experiencing our siblings? Um, like I said, understanding that we can both grow up in the same family system and and almost feel like we've grown up in a completely different environment, and that can also be personality differences too, and and a whole plethora of other things that that can add to that sort of experience. Um, if, like I said, we we you know our system wasn't very healthy, so that meant that we all fell into very fixed roles as to how we fitted into the family system. Um, then, uh, am I seeing my my sibling, as you know, through the lens of the role, or am I actually seeing them? Because sometimes you know we can live with someone all our lives and never really get past the you know a very shallow and role-based style of interaction. And I think you know, we we can, if you want to, um, possibly we can take the risk and do more. Um, it's not always easy to start that process, and um, especially if we're, we're very, very sensitive to the dynamic that's been created. Um, but if we can stick with it, if we can approach it in a gentle and calm, um, non-intense kind of way, then I, I wonder what would happen if we start to have conversations just from a place of curiosity and how do I get to know my, my my siblings more my brothers and sisters or you know if you kind of grew up in a family system where it's almost as if your cousins were your siblings or you know family friends who kind of um, were so involved in the system that they kind of got seen as cousins you know that kind of thing um, we, we can go back and we can explore and, and I think all of this offers deeper and deeper insight into where we've come from. And, uh, and I see that as one way to really kind of, you know, help us to show up more freely um, in our present day life and in the relation. You know, how do these things influence the way I think, behave and feel in my modern relationships? So I hope this has given you some things to think about. Um, I uh, like I said, I th- I think this is a very interesting area. Thought I'd just do a- an episode on it. Might revisit it again at some time, but it was just what was sitting in my my brain space at the moment. So there you go, uh, for what it's worth. Um, for those of you who, like I have, like I said, have siblings. For those of you who 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 don't, then it's looking at you know, did we have surrogate siblings? You know, how did how did friends almost become? um like brothers and sisters and and how did that influence me in my life so it's um I, I think it has a, um a, a broad range of value if we want to kind of sit with this topic and consider its implications and how it's um driving what we're doing in 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 our present adult life um but apart from that um as always thank you uh so much for listening to the episode um I hope you enjoyed it uh, if you've been listening to the series right the way through, or for some time now, my as always my profoundest gratitude um, that you're um, you, you know you're being with the show, and and I hope that you're continuing to get some value and insight out of it. I'm very very grateful. Um, if you're just joining us, welcome. I hope you found the um, episode thought provoking. Um, if you want to continue to support the show, please go to iTunes, download, subscribe and leave a five star review as it makes it easier for others to find uh, this material. And I think any there's some amazing stuff on human education out there um, and anything we can grab that helps um, us to live the life, you know, a more joyous life, I think is, is well worth taking a bit of time to explore. Um, and there are just some amazing people out there doing some amazing things. Um, so um, if that's something that uh, you're interested in doing, that would be wonderful. Um, if you know of anyone who you think the episode would be of value to, um, please share or let them know. Um, also, the episode is available on Podbean and Stitcher and at the website, emergencetraining.com.au. If there's anything, uh, any topic that you're curious about that, you, that you'd that you like me to do an episode on, uh, let reach out, say hi, let me know. And if I think I can contribute a little bit to that space, um, then by all means, I'll, I'll put something forward. Um, I'm also available for individual coaching, both uh, in, in in person and online. And I also run uh, a number of human dynamics courses uh, for the purpose of having uh, more harmonious relationships and more productive relationships. Um, and I do these both in-house for businesses and also um open to public courses, so stay tuned for some of those or check it out at the website. Um, and apart from that, uh, of course, there's the YouTube series as well, Sean Healy, the Relationship Resourcing Series on YouTube, if you like to kind of check things out on YouTube as well. So um, once again, thank you for, being, um, for listening to the episode. As I say, really hope you enjoyed it, gave you something to think about. Um, and until we're together uh, on another episode, bye for now.